Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist Podcast, where we discuss and celebrate our favorites in TV and film. I'm your host, Xavier, and today we'll be discussing the next listed movie in our Popcorn Watchlist uh, recommended series. Uh, join with me are the usuals. I got the guys here. Say hello, everybody. Danny. What's up? Got Zach. I'm going to mix it up and get the second one. Ooh, number two. Howdy. <laughs> and uh, rounding out the round table, we got Anthony. Hello there. And General I, I, Kenobi. <laughs> I ended it with Anthony because he was the one who uh, gave us the recommendation for the movie that we were going to be speaking about. Can you give us a quick little reminder of what we're speaking about today? Baby Driver. Baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Baby Driver. So last time that we brought up our recommendation, Anthony, you know, we were kind of on this Edgar Wright kick. Zach had given us uh, one of the best best movies in Hot Fuzz, and Anthony decided, hey, let's go on another Edgar Wright uh, type of, uh, let's take another Edgar Wright movie out for a spin uh, in a funny little car pun in uh, bringing up Baby Driver. So this movie came out in 2017, and it honestly, I think... I don't know how I would describe it as it like in terms of like just where the movie kind of came out from. People say like, "Oh, it's an Edgar Wright movie." I guess I see what's going on, and you know, it got a lot of people hooked by just the awesome stunts that uh, they did with the cars. So a lot of real practical driving stunts, but then they got to see more of Edgar Wright's like charm and style that he likes to infuse in all his movies. So everything that kind of goes with the cinematography almost like to its own soundtrack and it's almost like he made a movie just about that and it's honestly it's a marvel to behold i think it's the movie is really fun it is a movie that got a lot of critical acclaim when it came out because of uh, the editing the editing of the movie is top notch like it stands out as some of the best it uh, lines up flows extremely well and um i think you know just to kind of really talk more about it i kind of want to bring Danny and Zach into uh, the fold here for the kind of the recap and conversation of the movie because you guys had never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never seen it before. Um, well, I, I was well aware of the movie and had uh, like seen maybe clips on it on YouTube for like, you know, top 10 stuff, um, but never really seen it in full. Top 10 of what? Like top 10, uh, I don't even know, like top 10 action scenes in movies or top 10... Uh, like attention to detail stuff. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what they're like. Like those Watch Mojo videos. Welcome to Watch Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these top ten of you know, red cars driving through Atlanta. <laughs> like, like just watching stuff like that. And I think one of the more interesting ones was oh, if you listen with headphones, uh, you get like where wherever baby has like one headphone in, you hear the music from that one. I, I don't know. It was kind of uh, that's weird. Cool. Now I did watch the movie with headphones. But I didn't notice <laughs> that, so I wasn't sure if that if that was a like a, an actual. So what you're saying not. is they lied. Got probably. That's hype. This is baby driver hype, which in the end I'm all for. Or unless maybe it was just because of the uh, the audio setup, maybe it just wasn't set up the, the proper way. But it, it was still like a f- fantastic movie to watch, regardless. The music music was killer. Yeah, uh, the I the music and the soundtrack that's used in the movie really gave me songs that I kind of know just like every once in a while we'll go back and listen to so like uh to have them on loop just yeah you have uh, obviously the uh, Bell Bottoms by uh, John Spencer group uh, 
that plays in the whole opening beginning sequence that plays for almost the entirety of the song from beginning to end they cut and shot this entire uh getaway sequence that uh baby drives for uh this crew that just did a bank heist and it it, it just it's so well done and you're like this is in downtown you know basically downtown atlanta they're driving through stuff uh he's just putting this uh subaru subaru wrx like through the ringer and just showing off all these crazy tricks um, it's, it's so good especially that that one scene I've seen on, on YouTube a lot like where they discuss it it's like where uh, he's in the alleyway and then like a truck is coming or yeah. like a truck is pulling mm-hmm. out and it like you know, kind he of, does like this like, really like 180 and because yeah. I, I think I, I, I have seen that clip before and I think it was a, a video where they were talking about like, oh is it CG or is it practical yeah I think it was probably the same, yeah. same it, was it was a mix of both the 180 degree uh 180 turn like, like, like a handbrake and then back. yeah and then a reverse yeah, back in yeah it's, it's car wizardry <laughs> i think that kind of really scratched the the fast and furious itch that a lot of people had before these cars just started going into space and doing other superhero stuff that kind of doesn't make sense for a car but so seeing some really cool driving uh i think really stuck out to a lot of people when this movie came out this is really, really cool. I knew a lot of gearheads that watched this movie. It's like, oh, this movie's awesome. Like, I love this movie. And, you know, for all the reasons we just talked about, they, they loved it a lot. Um, Which is funny because it's not really a car movie because... Correct. But it, 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 I mean, it's just like maybe the one Subaru that's like a standout car. And then all the other cars are pretty just basic whatever cars. He uses different cars in each yeah. scene, yeah. right? Yep. It's just the opening scene is like the main yeah. And everyone loves Subarus. If you're, if you're a car guy, you probably love Subarus. Yeah, or you can appreciate the Subaru. Yeah. Their, their particular drivetrain and how they kind of get that stuff done there. Um, I know, Danny, what did you uh, did you think? Um, <clears throat> so, I had mentioned to you guys before that I had seen, like, pieces of this movie, like, clips and, like... Um, Spoiler. Like, I knew about it, like Zach said, but I had never seen it all the way through. And... Uh, yeah, this is uh, an amazing movie. So what you're saying is this is a movie that you'd see like playing on like TNT, like in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, like, like it would oh, be this on is TV cool. Here's some like, couple clips, and then like, oh look, it's back like again. A, but here's a the family beginning. member was watching it, and then I would like pop in and be like, oh okay. Yeah. And then you finally have to turn around, like wait a minute, and you get around and finally watching the whole movie. You're like, yeah, yo, this movie's awesome. Like why? Why did it take me so long to watch it? When when I watched that, I, I wasn't expecting like a like a. Somewhat heist kind of uh, plot to it. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, maybe there was some kind of action to it. I knew that for sure, but I wasn't sure what it was. Baby driver is a driver. Like babies that drove cars. <laughs> like, like the sequel to Baby Geniuses, or or, or, drive. or it's like a live action boss baby that actually learned how to drive. That would have been cool. No, Ansel Elgort has nothing to do with that. Good for him. <laughs> um, but, so, but yeah, guys, um, you were talking about the opening sequence, how amazing it's cut and shot and how it was done practically. But what were some of your other favorite moments? Well, I think we were talking about it earlier. Uh, the whole, like, skit between, like, uh, the Michael Myers mask and... This was the second... The second, the second job yeah, the second yeah. that they had to do. It's the one where Jamie Foxx's character comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get to meet the three new guys and, and Flea. Flea. And Flea. <laughs> just 
Fully just, just, just randomly thrown in there. I think the only thing that I had seen him before was when we watched Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and he was in part two and three. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, Dude, he's gonna, isn't he Marty McFly's boss? Is, is he? Isn't he in Battle or, or coworker? Coworker or ba- boss? Uh, he's his coworker. That's yeah. Needles. Yeah. Isn't he also in? Um, God, watch this movie. Uh, was it like? Did it recently go? Was it Babylon or is he going to be an Oppenheimer? I don't he's know, but Babylon. he was in Kenobi. Yeah, he was in Kenobi. Oh, true. Okay, that was the most recent. No, no, yep. I don't even know what I, what I watched first. It was Back to the Future of that, but we I do remember Kenobi was last year. And then Back to the Future was sometime since then. You have to go. Yeah, he was to the future to remember. I do. It was it was Babylon. He was in Babylon, and he was in Toy Story Four. <laughs> Randomly, uh, it's like Flea is just like like. A great basis, but just he's like, randomly. He's, like he's random. randomly friends with everybody, but I think it's also because it's like I think his dad or someone else in the family is like really connected in Hollywood. So yeah, I think yeah, I think his family that's like they're like producers or something. Yeah, or it's not, or it's something in that realm of, in uh, films. For those who don't know, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, one of the best bassists in the entire world. Yeah, he's right in this movie for a little slap, bit. That dude can slap it. <laughs> <laughs> A slap at the base. A slap at the base, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, this movie. Yeah, he's talking about it's like it's a Mike Myers. This is Mike Myers. No, it's a Halloween mask. This is a Halloween mask. No, the killer from Halloween. You mean Jason? No. <laughs> this that. is Mike Myers. <laughs> the way he said yeah. it. Though. He's like Michael Myers. Like with the mask, like flapping, like. Oh my god! Oh my god. Austin Powers. Like, no, yeah, they're Austin Powers masks. And then, like they're 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 getting to that uh, like uh, armored car, and they're just like shooting it out with a shotgun. And it's like a droopy, weird Austin Powers mask. Like too big for. You know what? You know what? Uh, another sequence I actually love is it's after the car chase and everything. And he's walking down the street. The one shot. Yeah, yeah. That whole sequence, like it has like little like sound effects in the background, like some stuff automatopoeia is actually spray painted it's on the wall. The lyrics of the song. Yeah, and the lyrics of the song, like. Almost like everything he walks by, there's either like spray paint on the yeah. wall with the next line of the song, or like, like you said, like a was random. It Harlem, was it Harlem Shuffle or Egyptian Reggae? I don't remember which one it was. It might have been Harlem, Harlem Shuffle. Shuffle. Yeah, but yeah, that scene is cool. Yeah, and that's, that's, I think that it's a true really cool. one take because like it, he did the same thing in Shaun of the Dead when Shaun would went to the yeah. convenience store. It was like mm, the same type yeah. of sequence. So it, it reminded me of that type yeah. of. Um, yep. And it's cool to see a director really evolve and change, but still adapt that type of like style to other movies that he builds upon and builds upon it. And you just start seeing like, man, like he's just he just you you see the real appreciation for it, especially like after you know you guys, especially Danny had never seen Hot Fuzz before and then not Shaun of the Dead, and so then you see something like, like Baby Driver, you're like, oh, cool, this is a refinement of all those other fun things, whether if it's sight gags or if it's a blending. Of practical like action comedy, but with uh, great music and it tying all together while still adding benefits to the story and not just done for, like you know because I can like there's actually a meaning meaning to it all. Um, my favorite, another favorite scene is uh, after the heist that goes bad and he ends up, uh, you know, turning on bats and the whole thing kind of mm-hmm. goes to hell. Um, and he has that that the whole chase scene while they're playing uh, Hocus the, Pocus, oh, the USPS yeah. heist scene, yeah. mm-hmm. where they're, and he's running away on foot, and every every like beat to that song or like every 
Oh, the one at the end of the movie. Yeah, well, no, no, not not the not the ultimate end one, but the one where he's he's being run he's running away on foot. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Buddy and what's his what's her name uh, are like Darling. They get, yeah they get Darling, yeah. they get caught in like the sh- in the shootout too, mm-hmm. but like all the shots are in line with uh, all the guitar riffs for, of the song, and mm-hmm. every time they get to the yodel part, it's like a transition from one part of the chase into another. He's trying to hide, and then you get to like the weird like scat part, and yeah, I had never known that song existed until this movie. Um, it's some crazy like weird progressive rock song from the seventies. And like I remember reading an interview, Edgar Wright was talking about the song, how he'd always wanted to put it in a movie, because he realized like how did they put a song with some guy doing like weird like, like, it's almost like country scat, <laughs> like uh, weird like like you know like pig Latin noises, and then they put like a jazz flute, jazz flute in there, uh, but there's an actual like flute solo in the middle of the song, and then there's like you know just some other, and then there's yodeling like in the in the like in the bridges between the main like chorus of the song which is just uh, the yeah. guitar riff i never noticed the yodeling i, I was I gotta, like i was so focused i did i did i was like this is insane and, <laughs> i was like, so focused on like the action that was going running on away from all the guards the and the cops and then like when the shots are going through and then you see like you know oh man it, it it just culminates in a whole bunch of amazing stuff going on speaking of that scene i don't know if you guys noticed it i definitely only noticed it after <laughs> the first time i watched the movie um that in an earlier scene at the beginning of the movie when they first show Baby in his apartment with his foster dad and he's just like randomly sifting through the channels. Similar to Shaun of the Dead, how there's a scene when Shaun's watching TV and every time he would change the channel, what they would say on TV was like something that something was going to happen in the, in the future. Yep. And the same thing happened in I this did. movie. So yes, they, did. they would show Monsters, Inc. and he was constantly saying lines of Monsters, Inc. The line. And then also there was a... Stop quoting Monsters, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? My, my nephew my nephew loves that movie. Yeah. And then yeah, there was Kevin Spacey's There was another talk. thing that he flipped to, that baby flipped to, and it said like, oh, well, he's no longer going to need a horse now, so he's going to... Or run the rest like on foot uh-huh. so I was like foreshadowing that scene at the end of the movie so yeah I, so it's like another little That's like cool. staple that yeah. that he likes here's to put out- in his movies here's an outline of my entire movie like I'm so confident mm-hmm. that the movie is still going to be amazing despite you are going to be no, giving clues happen. as to what's exactly going to happen yeah just like with with yeah like Shaun of the Dead the, the, bar, the pub scene mm-hmm. Uh, not just like the TV stuff, but the pub scene itself, oh. where yeah, where uh, Nick Frost's character just like says the the, the whole the, like the basic <laughs> plot of the movie, yeah, or like Hot Fuzz, where everything is just the everything is the complete foreshadowing of everything of of the entire culmination uh, of what is laid out at the towards like the beginning of when he first gets to Sanford. But yeah, this movie uh, just again is shot really well. It's it's really well acted. Like all the supporting actors, so you have a uh, Lily James. Yeah, Cinderella. Yes. Yeah, Lily James. Uh, wait, yeah. Lily James or Lily Collins? No, James. Lily James. Lily James. James. Yeah. As Deborah. Who's wait? Who's the one in Emily in Paris? Lily Collins. Lily Collins. Oh, that's okay. That's why. <laughs> it's the 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 Lilies get um, confused. <laughs> uh, which one is uh, Lily Collins? Is Phil Collins' daughter, right? Yes. yes. Okay, got it. Lily James, I just remember. Is, okay, that's the one. That, my differentiating factor is like Lily James is not Baby Phil Driver. James. <laughs> Phil James. <laughs> James Collins. Lily and James Potter? No. No. Oh, no. He's, he's Cross the streams. Yeah. No, no. yeah, he crossed oh, the streams. No. That's untangling. <laughs> Speaking of untangling, I was always surprised that Baby's headphones were never like. 100% jacked up and like in two balls and knots. Yeah. That's because he was using like. The first generation ones that like, like were so like ones. stiff that like 
I don't oh, because you had the little like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tie. No, no, like because like like the silicone is like like uh, like a stiffer. No, the that actual silicone. material, the outside was something that was tougher than before. Um, yeah, because everyone has, that, all has had that problem. Different versions that he had, he probably had ten versions of those headphones, and he had like a bunch of iPods. Yeah, he had he at had least so like for different moods. five of them. Yeah, <laughs> for different cases, for different on cases, them. and then he had also like within the iPods, he would then go and shuffle them up to having different yeah. songs iPods. or like different playlists. <laughs> yeah. I liked and what was really cool is as you you go further into the movie like the, how he's so built into the music and like music is his escape because of his tinnitus. Correct. I think that uh, it's as like yeah, some, as someone who you know, part of it. I I take my hearing for granted and just like oh I just listen to all these music all these all these songs and these sounds like it's all great. It's like watching that and then later in the future uh, after we Anthony and I watched Baby Driver in the theater like you know down the road we was we saw Sound of Metal. And then it's one of those things again. Like, man, you take your 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 hearing for granted a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but it's cool because then you get a character like this who finds appreciation in the music and is able to do some incredible things with along alongside the music because their life truly has a soundtrack. One, you just uh, mentioned something and it reminded me of the scene where he stole the car from the. The, t- the Old, charger, yeah. The older lady and oh no, not the not the no. charger. That was, that was that was that douchebag dude. Yeah. He, like, oh, he stole the car from the old lady, and he's just there, like taking a minute to find the song, <laughs> or find a song that he likes on the radio. And, and like, she's just looking at her like, like, she's like, what? Like I'm getting like, carjacked, but what is this guy doing? He did the same during the the heist with the masks. Yeah, where he he was like, wait, don't don't get out no. of the car yet. Wait, no. And then Jimmy Fox is like, like song again. No, he's yeah. Like, oh, he's like, yeah, I gotta rewind it. Yeah, he he, he started it too early. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I gotta restart it. And that's great. And like, then it, then he waited. It dropped. He's like, okay, go. He's like, yeah. That reminds <laughs> me of the gym where you're like, wait, wait, wait. The the beats the beats about to drop or the, the cool parts about to happen. I have to rewind it. And then you get you know pumped up for the right occasion. Happens to me also when we're driving. That's what's cool. It's like a heightened version of that. Um, well, in that scene, like the guy that was uh, in the pickup truck that had the gun, yeah. was insane, I, I don't know if he was like a, like a, I don't know if he was like a, a he's probably an like an undercover or cop or something. I mean, to have he those was, weapons he's in his car. Georgia. No, he's just, no, he was he was, he was just like, just like a, like a retired like, yeah, retired yeah, veteran. And like he was, I mean, he, he didn't get like, he, was, like, he, was, no, he, he was, was all in. He was like, I'm in this up until his car just flipped. He was done. He didn't die though. They showed him later on the news. In yeah. The yeah. Right. He's just like I don't know. Yeah. Um, they were wearing masks. And like, <laughs> but it's funny because like they're all wearing masks and like baby's just like. I don't care. Sunglasses. No one his, can see me. He has his wayfarers on. That's it. Too cool. Remember, guys, if you have anyone listening, just a, a decent pair of shades, complete uh, identity blocker. <laughs> and then even like uh, one of the later on, they wanted to wear those masks. That like did the reflect scramble, the light, did the reflect light, yeah. yeah so they, they can't like do facial recognition. So. As X just did the motion of you can't, you can't see, see me. <laughs> beep 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 beep. I mean, it's probably in the movie too. Someone just gets you know attitude adjustment. No, uh, the attitude adjustment that happened was uh, was bats because uh, he just uh, was uh, getting uh, hurting too many innocent bystanders for baby to stand by. Yeah, man, dude was actually what was it? They, was, was the joke with bats? It's like, oh, because he's batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. It it's cool. cool how everyone had like a nickname. Um, Griff, what was it? Griff is like, you don't, yeah, you don't see me tomorrow. It's because I'm dead. Yeah, I was like, damn, that sucks. And, and we don't see him. Yeah, we don't see him, so it's implied he's hella dead. And the guy from the uh, yeah, from That's the uh, second crew. I forget what his, what his name was, um, but the way that Kevin Spacey, he was, his name was Hat. 
Oh, that's right. It was he had he had, <laughs> hate, he had hate he he had hate on his neck tattooed, and he's like, oh, but I had to remove the e so I could so find a better, better job. job. <laughs> <laughs> like he he made a sideways heart out so of the e. The way that uh, that what's his name Doc, I guess. Uh, Kevin Spacey's, Spacey's character. Doc, yeah. yeah. The way he introduced Hat was uh, uh, he's Asian. Or he, he puts the Asian in home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to pause the movie to laugh out loud because of how ridiculous. He like he like had one of those for like everyone, everyone. in the members, and it was it was just great for all of them. I didn't notice because but that was the one that stood out to me the most. Yeah, I'm like, wait, did he really? And I had to back up just to see what he said so I can write it down to say it for the podcast. But man, it was hilarious. Yeah, was yeah. Good. You know, it was also like low key, really great. John Hamm. Yeah, John Hamm was, was awesome. Like, like, it was great to see couple. him. He was, he was like the, the secondary villain in this. John yeah. Hamm, John Bernthal. I mean, he ended up, secondary turned into primary villain mm-hmm. at yeah. the end. Like his, it, He ended up being sort of like the primary antagonist. But that was cool because he was the one in the beginning that asked uh, Baby what his killer track was. Oh, yeah. I remember watching mm-hmm. the movie and I know... That's coming back. Um, obviously because Edgar Wright's British, so they got a lot of Queen out there. But like hearing a song... He's like, oh, Brighton Rock, Bright Queen. And even I, I had the same reaction to the characters. Like, what? But then Buddy, I think, talked like, oh, is that the one that, uh, you know, the uh, that Brian May wrote while he was sick with the flu? And I was like, that's a real thing? And then I looked it up. That's uh, the <laughs> opener of the album uh, Sheer Heart Attack. It's the same album that Killer Queen is on. Mm-hmm. Nice. That, um, yeah, he wrote that song last, or they did that song close to last because he was he got really sick with a really bad flu. He's like, oh, for a split second, I thought I was going to die. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but Ooh. like it was really bad. So, like, he basically got better and started playing, and he played his ass off through that whole solo. I don't know if you guys have, anyone have ever heard the whole song, but... Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I actually never heard of it. That song is awesome. Like, there, it, it gets to a whole point where, like, uh, he's doing a guitar solo, the drums are accompanying, and, at certain, and then at a certain point, they just stop. Like, the, the drums, the, the, the drummers just stop. So, like, all right, cool, just, Brian, go nuts. And then that's where you get this whole, like, crazy yeah. solo and... And like the way it's used in the movie, especially as like as like it's becoming like the big climax of the whole conflict final between yeah the through. final the final car fight between uh, baby and buddy uh, while he's trying to just kind of run away basically run away uh, and you know because he's now on the run because they kind of know who he is so he's trying to um, uh, run away with Deborah and it's th- th- that whole like st- kind of creepy stalker thing because he's using you know i think he's using a cop car right yeah yeah with the he's lights in, he's using a cop car with the lights and like he has like hey baby it's your killer track and he plays it through the uh <laughs> through the microphone and i was like man this is creepy that's, a- that's after he ran over kevin spacey oh he ran like yeah. twice. Yeah. ran over twice yeah like that that died. dummy double died like it was <laughs> it was rough I was like, I oh he, he like tripled that he got shot and then he got hit and then he, he got hit shot again. by the other dudes dude. yeah the, I guess the cops that he was working with. Yeah. They came back and then he's like, Oh, I gotta shoot them now. Yep. He's just like pop pop. I was like, all right, you gotta go. Somehow they were still alive. I don't know how they yeah. survived uh, the shootout that they had earlier, but True. They, they did. And then John Hamm crashed into like the wall and then the backed elevator. up. Yeah. And then like <laughs> Yeah, and then got him again. I was like, Oof <laughs> I remember Anthony and I were in the theater, we had that same reaction like, Ooh <laughs> He got cancelled in this movie. Oof. Before he got canceled. Yeah, it was like right before. It was like two years before. No, it no, was, it was a year it was before. Like, not even a year. I think it was like a couple of months after this movie came out. The, then people started uh, and then, going away from Kevin Spacey. Like how you mentioned earlier, Xavier, about the whole like him 
with music and hearing. Uh, John Hamm just goes and just shoots like on the side of each ear. Oh man, that's such a that was such that a was rough. dick move. That that was that was rough. But again, it it showed us like man, this guy's lost everything, so I'm gonna try to now take it out on this guy. It's like oh, it's his fault for botching the job and all this stuff and. You know, poor. He just wanted to have a, you know, just hang out and have a life with poor Deborah. Uh, you know, just drive and uh, two Debras. He, he had two Deborah songs for her. He had, uh, <laughs> you had the the Deborah by Beck, and then you had Deborah by T- by Trex. <laughs> and she's obviously, like, there's a bunch of baby songs. She's like, you mean T Rex? And she's like, he's like, Trex? No, T Rex. Yeah, Ansel Elgort. Good job, man. And yeah, there are a lot of like references to baby. Yeah, just like in general, some type of baby. Uh, there's a Simon and Garfunkel baby driver song, and if you go through the whole soundtrack, I've said it once, I've said it many times over. Wait, the, was, the, was that the song the they put at the end of the movie? Yes, I, yes the Simon yes, and Garfunkel one. Yeah, yes, it was. Nice. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel have great music. B A B Y baby. B A B Y. Cardo Thomas. The. Um, the, yeah, like, Edgar Wright always had, knows, I don't know if it's, like, just from the top of his head, if he has, like, a consulting, like, you know, uh, crew, kind of like how we are here at the Popcorn Watchlist, so like, we just, like, there's a collective knowledge base of just, A, this song would go perfect here, or something well, that just sticks with him. There are websites where you can pretty much, like, maybe find songs that have certain lyrics that relate to like if you yeah. put into a movie or you can always um, edit the movie or, or write the movie in a way that fits the song you know whichever way you want to do it I'm, I'm sure there's like some internet research process yeah like I'm sure no one just has it like, oh yeah there's a song that goes like this it sounds a lot like what you're looking for I think they have like to just go on the internet and find uh, certain um, like like using certain words and stuff to to look for the right song to use. Nice, yeah, that's a uh, fun. That seems like something I have to try out. I just looked up the uh, the soundtrack to the movie, mm-hmm. and we got thirty songs. Yeah, there were that. Yeah, many? there were a lot. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there were some moments where they only songs, played like just like snippets, a bit. snippets okay. of the songs. Yeah, and like, what I liked was there were like, man, there were a few that. songs that he like that tequila. he picked. Yeah, tequila. Yeah, that's only, that was like a ten second snippet, man. Yeah. No, that was tequila that was, was throughout scene. the whole shootout when they were trying to get the guns. Yes, yeah, from the that's right. crooked cops. Yeah, because he was listening to it when they rolled up. That's right. He was listening to his uh, Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely. He's Looney just like his tunes. Listen to his you listen to your Looney Tunes. Oh you get it, guys? It. Looney Tunes? <laughs> nah, there are a lot of really fun and smart moments like that in this movie. Um, uh, I mean, it's I'm it's it's really cool seeing U2's reaction, especially for a movie I remember seeing for the first time. It's like, man, this is this one was really good. Um, I don't know if uh, you know if there's any other like fun lasting tidbits or anything else, maybe Anthony, that you may want to share since this was your recommendation after all. Yeah, what I mean. Overall, I think this movie is fantastic. It's like, I didn't know what to expect. I was just like excited because at that point, I liked everything I saw from Edgar Wright. So it was like, 
the Cornetto trilogy and then Scott Pilgrim. I was like, bring it on. I don't care. Scott, like, I don't care what this guy does. Back to back. He has a blank check. I was, yeah. I was so excited to see his version of Ant-Man and it never happened. So I was like, oh. I'm hoping the MCU might consider, or like Marvel would consider bringing him The thing is, I don't think he would want to come back because he's... Oh, because of that he's, it's, it's just, he would want to make his own thing yeah. and, and Marvel is the boss. Kevin Feige is like, no, you have to make my movie. So yeah. it's like, you're a director for hire. Um, and he, I know, he's a director that wants to like, make his he, own thing. Yeah, he directs, but also writes. Right. Like, he could probably do, he could probably, he could probably do like 80% director of the movie writes. himself. And then that other 20% is what the blueprint you have to adhere to for yeah. the overall story of Marvel. So, um, what I didn't notice was, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but, or the lack thereof, of there was no scene in this movie of someone attempting to jump over fences. No, there was no fence jump. No. I mean, you could you could try no. to say that oh, baby was jumping over stuff, doing his like semi uh, parkour. I mean, he, he was running away, stuff, but it wasn't but it like, wasn't like, like a, his, his it wasn't a it was like, oh, well, you've never seen a shirt. Yeah, it was a blatant, <laughs> it was a blatant like he was all offenses that he was going to jump. That over. was the one where he's like, hey, I need to find a shortcut. Have you said? Do you know a shortcut? Like, hey, sir, ma'am, I need a shortcut now, please. I'm on the run. Help. But yeah, no, like, uh, just like this, everything in this movie, the style is just, this movie is just cool. Um, yeah, the, the opening sequence is, is too good. It's just like, it's not too long, even though it, it, you may think like, oh, it's like 10, 15 minutes, it's only like a six minute scene. It but it's, you in for yeah, the, it's excellent. You're like, kind of like James Bond films, the first like 10 minutes of a James Bond film is like a big action scene and. Yeah, this is very very cool hook, and then after the hook, and then it's like the calm. Um, like see that we talked about earlier that that one yeah. starting the story, but then it's like the this is how the mo- rest of the movie is gonna be with the one shot with the music and the lyrics in the background while he's going to get coffee for everybody. They kind of do that twice in the movie, and the second time he gets coffee, it's like a more somber song because at that point he's like, oh, I gotta get out of this because the the, the second this. job went bad, and he's like, no, this is bad. Yeah. I, I can't do this anymore. Um, but yeah, and there's no coffee for Hat because Hat is dead. Hat yeah. died. <laughs> Hat got got. He got. He, he got. He got. He got got. By he got Pat. got and then got crushed in a car. Come back there. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's messed up. <laughs> yes. And then and then like uh, Kevin Spacey's turn at the end. He's like, oh, I'll just let you go. Because he was in. He's like, I was in love once. <laughs> yeah. No. It's just like, do you really love her? He's like, that's too bad. Yeah. Like and then he he, he uh, shoots the the two cops. He's like, get out of here. Yeah, that was that the beginning of all that whole sequence. And then you have like at the end where he's like, um, like in court or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of going through the whole movie, like yeah. the yep, like the different perspectives. Like, oh, he tried to save me. Like you know, he told me not or, to yeah, go. Right, into yeah, yeah, like, like, like trying to tell her at the me, bank. Like, like I should yeah. like, come into the work. Yeah, yeah. To go. Yeah, it's like, hey, the lady, oh, he, he, he gave tossed me my purse. He, he gave me my purse. purse. And he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I was like to help him commute his sentence. Yeah. It's like judge a character, but you still get 25 years. Yeah, like, yeah you get 25 yeah, years, but uh, parole at five. Yeah, parole after five. Yeah. So he has to, that's one, one of those you have to check in with your parole officer every five. Which uh, So do you guys think well, he got out at the end? Or okay. do you think it was like a dream? That was my next question. Because they kind of made it seem like it started out as a dream <laughs> yeah. because it was like yeah. in black and white. 
and then, but then it, it, and then it phased into being in color. color. Like, so yeah. it makes like you think, like, oh, happened. maybe this is year five, and he got out. Yeah, because that's what I think. Because yeah, I, I, I had so to look too. it up. Especially if they're planning on making a sequel. I had to look it up. You looked up spoilers? No, no, no. this is after I watched. I had to look up, like, what the what the context was, or, like, like what the what the speculation was. And there's no concrete, like, like oh, it's this over this. Um, but it's like uh, there's the part where he puts the the, the postcard mm-hmm. on the on the little screw on the, the mirror. He closes his eyes, and then it's like then, then that scene starts where it's yeah, the black it's like and white. So it's like him in the postcard. Like is he yeah? Like if he's imagining or if it's like oh it's just like a time jump, but they don't tell you it's a time jump. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because um, one of the one of the ways that someone described it was oh it it, it opens up a dreamlike sequence, so that makes me think it was imaginary. I but mean, it's it's cool because like, it doesn't tell you, and everyone has their own like interpretation of yeah, it. So, right. like, however you want it to be, like, you I'm know. sure Edgar Wright knows the actual, like the the actual meaning behind it. And there is a Baby Driver two supposedly, supposedly. coming out. Yeah. I think I, I read somewhere that he had finished the script mm-hmm. already. That's um, exciting. Yes, he finished it in 2021. So nice. so maybe we'll. No, find out for sure if, if it was if it was a time jump or not but but i like it, those because like it, very it allows for like a discussion being like was it really like, like that or <laughs> is it an imagination or did it really happen like you know because part of me feels like it was more along the, the lines of a dream than reality because uh because deborah shows up like all dolled up like 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 she was in a previous mm-hmm. uh you know uh, imagination of like or not a dream like like he was imagining like whatever how, yeah. what it would look like if they just like got together and just like drove off right um she was like in a very similar like like get up with the makeup hair like very I think it was 50s. like the same in both times that yeah. they reference it no? yeah she worked at a diner and you know, kinda, yeah, she kind of like had the, that vibe yeah. Yeah, like like the that original sequence and then the sequence at the end were both like it gave like fifth like nineteen fifties yeah. kind of with look. that black and white even though Especially this is like yeah. like modern sure. yeah it's like they somehow because he somehow must have funneled the money over to her you know things like that so it's like hey you can try to do stuff and and funnel some cash in some fancy fancy schmancy ways <laughs> but uh, you know that hopefully that gets resolved with the sequel because he also did give his foster father a bunch of the money. Yeah, yeah. He like he's, stuffed he's, all that dude, money, dude. and he's like, "I don't want your, Dang, your dirty money, yeah. dirty money." Being in, imagine being in prison with tinnitus. That's gotta suck, especially when you had the the, the, the cell doors opening mm. and closing, just, just really messing with your ears a bit. And who knows, that gunshot kind of messed him up even further. And he probably sure didn't. Did and if he was there for the five years, he probably didn't have music, any music. music to listen to. It's kind of sucks. Yeah. prison. That's like it's like triple the, the time span the because they have music around. But yeah, I liked. Uh, I don't know if we touched on it before, but even with his condition, like he was still all about like even creating music. And then um, how he had all the mixtapes that he would make from the conversations from all the jobs that they would oh, do. Man, we didn't talk about that. That's no, he so didn't. Cool. So like yeah. the yeah. first one they showed him do was when he recorded. Um, what was it? John Berthold asking if he was slow because yeah. he, he yeah. really talks. Yeah. And he's so slow. Remixes, is he slow? Is he slow? Which actually kind of ties in perfectly because I think I forgot somewhere along the lines um, they create part of like the, the of the the whole movie soundtrack has those remixes in the movie. Nice. 
Yeah, there's like, a there Baby a, Driver a Volume 2, the score for a score. Um, it came out in 2018, and it came out with some extra tracks. Nice. Yeah, there there is a track as like, is he slow? Like, yeah, you're all like, he made like cassette was recordings. Because yeah. that's a moment in the, like before the final heist part where where uh, he's trying to leave mm-hmm. and they, you know, John Hamm and, and Jamie Foxx, like kind of, they confront yeah. him about and it. And then Jamie Foxx is like, he just wakes up. And, and he What's finds, this yeah, case yeah, full of tapes? Yeah. Like I said, he, they throw like, oh, like, oh like, are you recording stuff? And then he tells them the truth, but they don't believe it, of course. Yeah. And then they break into his apartment. They hurt uh, his uh, adoptive father. And then it's like, then they, they play the, the one tape and it's like, okay, he's telling the truth. Yeah. He's like, oh, but they're also still being like rough on him. But they're being way too rough for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> which was it. It, it was like a, like a like a, one of those high intense uh, uh, kind of moments of the movie. It's like because then you think like, oh, okay, like they're gonna do something regardless of yeah. whether he's telling the truth or not. Correct. Yeah, and then you know, hey, he's in serious trouble. He's gotta make sure it's yeah done right. And then at the end of the day, it's still just recordings that he uses for music. It's just his cool little mixtapes. But, uh, alright. That's, a uh, With that, that kind of, uh, you know... Just put the wheels to the road on it. So, uh, in the end, what'd you guys think? You know, what would you, uh... What would, what would you give this as a rating? Me Zach first. first. Me first? Alright, cool. Swerve. Since, since, like, since I kind runs. of started this, like, Edgar Wright train. Um, 9 out of 10. 9 out of nice. 10. Nine there out you 10. go. Very, very, very solid 9 out of 10. Very cool. And Danny? We'll give the ratings because to the guys who've never seen it before. Uh, I'm actually going to give it a 9.5. Nice. Wow. It's uh, probably like in one of my top movies, I think. Look at that. It's a uh, nice. I, I really enjoyed this one. That's the under. That's the yeah, you know welcome. it's good. Yeah, I feel like understated. Yeah. You're welcome. Would, would, would you give yeah. Puffo's again? Like you said, like an eight, right? Yeah, I think you said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm so disappointed. About I, I like this one better than. <laughs> he likes Shana it better than. Oh yeah, he did. Oh okay, I'm the. That makes I'm the opposite. Sense. Like I really like this movie, but I think it's my third favorite of his. Yeah, uh, I I also agree. Because to me, Hot Fuzz is still it's amazing. It's too good. And then Shaun of the Dead, I put. Like second, just above a little bit above this one, just because I feel like it it had so much in it, yeah, and it was and it really entertaining. Way. It paved the way for like a lot of what he does, right? And personally, years. like when I saw it, I saw it at like one of my friends' house during like a like it was like I think we were in high school still, and it was during like a just like a floor, house party. Floor, we watched it yeah. on like a a blanket outside his house <laughs> with a projector, and it, like we all had no idea what this movie was gonna be. <laughs> And it was just like, awesome yeah, movie. it was a fantastic time. So it's just like <laughs> that movie is too good. And then, but this movie, just like just the style, it's yeah. so so cool. I mean, this has so cool. It really, the, like, the, editing, the editing, like yeah. what he usually does with his editing, was just like on a, again, once again, another level. And it's logistically, too hot fuzz. Yeah, like logistically, logistically, I don't even want to like know how how hard this movie could be to match. The timing of all the beat, the beats of the songs to what's going on. In the I'm sure sequences. they have like when they were recording, they have the the music playing on speakers. They had, I think they had that, and also at times people were just like screaming at them like one two three now one two three now like Probably. they would or like a like a loud metro shoot now <laughs> Probably yeah. 
basically like a human metronome or like to try to get that like that get that it, the be... actual rhythm going on yeah and, and, then, like, and then just in editing drown it out with the with the sound effects and mu- music and stuff so but i mean it seems like a, like it would be a fun process and trying to make a a movie like that with where the music just syncs up with sometimes. yeah it's hard but it's you know the payoff is it, it always works especially when there are different like when there are cuts and it's I'm you gotta sure match not, the cuts it's, yeah it's not like, like it's not like the first take it's like second third fourth fifth take whatever mm-hmm. but of course the music is going to be non-stop about the whole scene so they have yeah. to edit it and cut it uh precisely to get it to line up yes. so remember for remember for a time there were a lot of trailers that were trying to do that mm-hmm. and like it was like, they still do yeah they but do i feel it, like they did oh, it more yeah. maybe like 10 years ago and, and they like did it they t- do the gunshots they did it a lot Toward uh, like to just dump, before, dubstep music, yeah, and <laughs> when was dubstep like, was popular, just it was like it was happening. It was like really hyped up just before Baby Driver came out, and then Baby Driver's like, "This is how you do it as a movie." This mm-hmm. is Everybody right should, yeah. Trailer. This is the Edgar Wright way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, there's only one way. So there's to cap right to way. cap off this episode, I'll, I'll kind of echo most of what Anthony said about like where I how I feel about this movie, except. I would put this movie just slightly above Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Just because, like, I don't know, I have a weird thing with zombie movies, but even though Shaun of the Dead is it's more of, like, a weird, like, horror comedy kind of thing, it's fun how it kind of subverts it a bit, but, like, this movie, like I've mentioned before, is just a total refinement of his style put in a great kind of action movie. Because, yeah, I don't want to say action comedy. Action it's just more thriller. like, yeah, it's not even thriller. It's more just like action, it's an action heist, Action heist. Yeah, like an action heist. crime, a crime heist action movie. And it just is... Just everything. It's, it's done so great. <laughs> the love yeah, story. it's done so well. Yeah, a little bit of a love story, and it's not hokey. It's, like, just the right amount of corny. That there's not too, like, eye-rolling. Yeah, movie's awesome. The movie is 100% great. I um, always try to find an excuse like just like what anthony did like it's a great excuse to you know try to go out and watch the movie again uh but and yeah so for those of you listening we kind of gave a nice outline of the movie all of the great reasons to watch the movie watch the movie try to have this you know and the best sound system that you have uh whether if it's like high quality headphones uh on a decent sized screen or you know hopefully have a home theater if it ever comes out again uh, as a re-release then hey go out to the theater and watch it but this is a movie that, based off of us, we all highly recommend 100%. I think he uh, had the idea of, of this movie after that scene in Shaun of the Dead that he timed uh, the jukebox to hitting, oh, to, hitting the to zombie to Queen. Song. Yeah. <laughs> then don't stop me now. That scene's that, hilarious. That's right. I love I that scene. That <laughs> scene is incredible. Um, I didn't, did you give your score? Um, nine. Yeah, I think I'm a nine. Two. nine. I, I don't remember what I gave Shaun of the Dead. Um if I give Shaun of the Dead 8.5, then I guess I'll give this an 8.5 as well. 8.5 or 9. One of those. Depending on the what I give Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. The answer is a 9. nine. <laughs> Roll the tape. 9, no. 9, 9. No, we'll go to 9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cap it off at us. At, at a 9. Uh, with that, I believe it is now my turn to continue our watch list recommends series. So for this one, I gave it a little bit of thought. And I don't know if, I, if it's something that I wanted to keep going with a certain theme. Or if I wanted to just start something completely the new. The world's end. No, I'm kidding. It's not going to be the world's end. <laughs> no more. Not yet. No not more yet. Correct. We will get there at some point because I have to watch it. That's my recommendation. No, I'm kidding. That's not my recommendation. Uh, but I was thinking of something more of what I was like. I was thinking of, hey, I want to do a cult classic. 
And it may be something that maybe it's a movie that Anthony hasn't seen in a very long time. Oh, and I know long you said cult classic. I thought one movie, but then I'm like, no, it's. Then you what said did you Anthony. think? I, I say, thought the room. I say Scott, <laughs> definitely not Scott Pilgrim. I say Scott Pilgrim to do Edgar Wright again. Nope, that's Edgar as, wrong. Oh. <laughs> nope. Even though, as of this recording, Netflix is going to do an animated series with the whole cast of the movie. Uh, that's a whole another. We can probably do a whole another episode on that. But this is actually a movie from the '80s. Um, it's uh, I'm gonna. Mm. I think this might give a hint. Get Zach back into the eighties. Back into the eighties. A lot of movies. You need to this, watch. Is, this is one you haven't classic. seen. This is one you haven't seen in a really long time. Okay, but I have seen it. It is a John Carpenter movie. Oh, what do you think it is? I know what it is. What? A well, John Carpenter. Movie? You don't. You don't know what this is. I don't know why. You, uh, so I know what, what it is. What? What do you think it is? The same? Nope. No. It's another John Carpenter movie. Oh. Oh. Mm. You're Danny. You hear, Halloween. You hear a uh, oh, 70s. So yeah, you hear uh, you hear Danny typing up on the uh, <laughs> the fog. It definitely not the fog. <laughs> Did um, he do the fly? The no, that's Cronenberg. Mist. No, that was Cron- Cronenberg. definitely Cronenberg. Um, no, it's uh, basically I don't know how would I consider this? Would I consider this movie? This came from New York. No, it's def- I. That's the. It is Kurt Russell's in it. That's not that one. Not that one because that was the <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Bam! There, there you go. go. What movie? Big Trouble in uh, Little China. This I, okay, is a movie. This is uh, a movie. When I saw this movie, I thought it was like one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Uh, fun fact: It's also uh, inspiration for some of the stuff you see in Mortal Kombat. So Ed Boon had a lot of inspiration from Big Trouble in Little China. And what's great is that like there's just so much going on, and a lot of it's just like. The main character is going around and he has all this fantastical stuff happening to him. And like everybody else considers it as a matter of fact, but he's just like totally confused, but he has to still roll with it anyway. And uh, Kurt Russell's great in it. It um, has uh, James Hong. We were talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. So this is kind of like what his breakout role. Uh, and really. there's. It's, was it? Was, I don't know. If, I mean, it was, that was the movie that I would say is like, this is like what kind of like. I maybe put him on the map, but it's just like, like I mean, James Hong has been in he's been uh, around for a long time. Yeah, but this was. I'm sure he's done more like because uh, he's what Chinese or Hong Kong or something. I'm sure he's no. He's more born in Indian. Minnesota, dude. <laughs> he's Hong Kong. He's Hong Kong. Come on, dude. No, Hong Kong fooey. He's of Chinese descent, but he was born. Dude, really? He was he's born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, nice. Minneapolis. How old is he? Is he a mighty duck? He is. Uh, he's gonna be like in his woo, 70s. He was born in 1929. It's like what? Yeah, dude. He's old. He's like he old. Dude, he's almost a hundred. What? Yeah. And the he hell? looks and he looks great and he's he's doing great. I'm thinking oh, he's like 60, 70. Yeah, dude. He's, he's been in he's so many things. Pushing a hundred now, man. Balls of Fury. Balls of Fury. Exactly. I thought that should be another too. Dan, a movie with Dan Fogler. Or is that, what was the Chinese called? Bing bang. That movie is so dumb. <laughs> it's bing bang. Because there's, there's also uh, Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. He yeah, was, dude. He's a he's a, a Poe's dad. But yeah, like so. The, big the, Trouble in Little China big, is. Big Trouble Little China. So are we? Are it's we going to uh, re- talk about it next week? No. no? Okay. Because. Uh, you know, we, that's going to be it, the next episode for our Watch This Recommends. But next week, we're going to have a special... It's like an indie movie, it's, right? It's a special movie. <laughs> Woohoo! A little indie movie coming out. I think it's about some guy who takes shrooms and <laughs> has to go like on a brotherly quest to save his brother. 
And then there's like a, a big bully who throws barrels at him all the time. Hmm. Yeah. And they kind of, through the power of friendship, help save the day. Uh, because a weird turtle guy that breathes fire is, uh, you know, kind of causing a bit of a stir. Um, sounds like, one, a, sounds like a weird indie he's, movie. He's one half. He's also one half of a heavy metal band. Nice. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. No, we're talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, so the Dreamworks, good one, probably. Dreamworks and Illumination. Hopefully. No, we're not talking about the hopefully 90s the one. Good one. But uh, hopefully, we'll we're gonna you're gonna get our impressions and reactions to that. Um, all of us have grown up playing Mario games, so we're super yeah. excited. Uh, we're super excited to see uh, what Illumination does with this. If it's any indication from some of their other animations and from what we've seen currently, it looks great. But let's see how it all comes together in yeah, the big screen. I feel like with Illumination, a lot of their movies, not so great on the story aspect of things, but definitely with the animation, it's always it's always top notch. Yeah. So and, and, uh, the, and the the, and the comedy is also yeah, very good. Definitely family friendly. Yeah. So. Like it should be good. Like yeah. anything like with, you've seen uh, Despicable Me, Minions, like that that sort of thing. Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets. Sing. I never Minions. saw Sing. Minions I saw. Uh, never saw Minions 2. But anyway, we'll be most certainly giving our impressions and our thoughts about Super Mario Brothers. Uh, we are really cautiously optimistic about that. Um, but uh, stay tuned until next time. That way we can get, get to see whether you agree, uh, whether you think, hey, you guys are nerds for watching a kid's Mario movie, or do you think, what the heck is Chris Pratt doing wasting Mario? Well, nerd me up. We'll see. Uh, with that, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Please uh, do us a big solid, and if you're listening to us on your podcast platform of choice or from sorry, from our webpage, go ahead, give us a like, and subscribe us on uh, Twitter and Instagram on Popcorn Watchlist. And that way you can take part in a lot of our community outreaches and giveaways that Danny is so good at putting out. Everything from polls to free posters and exclusives that we don't uh, normally get to kind of share with the rest of the public. Uh, stay tuned for those and uh, give us a like and you know be able to participate. We get to have some fun together, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Later, guys. See you. Easy like Sunday morning. Oh, 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 oh,